right. Today, I don't know when this comes out, but we have episode 14, season two, Ball to Bald. Shane Taggart here with my bald brethren, Thomas Jones. For those who don't know, TJ's first name, Thomas, in case you didn't know. It's not Trevor. It's not Tyler. It's Tom. Um, how's the weekend, Tom? I'm leaving. <laughs> you can do this episode yourself. <laughs> Fuck you. No. Uh, no, weekend was good. Weekend was good. Got to see. We had, we had to see each other. We had, we had to hang out. Yes, I ventured down out. into the the scrungy streets of Center City, Philadelphia. Um, as everybody knows, that's, that's when they invented grit. You know, tough. It, it's just toughness. Everybody bleeds grit. You know, you can't find any tougher people in America than Philadelphia. But yeah, you know, it was a good weekend. We had a, we had a good time. Had a couple adult beverages, some suds. They were flowing. A couple suds? Not Bud Light. Flowing. No, no, no. This is Coors Light Podcast. Coors Light, Coors Light Podcast. For those. Now, T, it, I would say, you know, not a chaotic weekend uh, looking back on this past Saturday and Sunday, but I think we're starting to really see who's who. Everything starts to shake out for a reason. And I, I think we're going to be at a point now where, you know, the first thing, the first release of Bracketology just came out. We're headed into, you know, the second to last week of the season, which is pretty depressing. It feels like just a couple weeks ago, Georgetown was ranked number two in the country and lost a bunch of games in a row. And now they've, they've turned around their program. Um, so a, a lot has changed. I don't, I don't want to hear the Georgetown thing. You, you, your go-to line the past couple of weeks is finding out who's who. Are we gonna? Do we know who's who yet, Shane? We do. We do know who's who. And I want to start last night in the Big Ten. Rutgers dead. Yeah, you're looking Officially at me dead. like, yeah, they're dead now, dude. Like I've been telling you this. For Officially a week. dead. No, I. My takeaway from that game, like Maryland. Dude, Maryland just doesn't look that impressive to me anymore. I was really hoping for that goalie goal, though. I was, I was, I stood up off my couch. I'm like, hammer it, and he missed it. And I think they called a timeout too. It's just like kind of a bad timeout. He wasn't even like under that much pressure. But um, either way, I just think Maryland, to me, um, like we've been talking about all year, they they don't have the offensive firepower that you'd like to see. Rutgers just is a team who continuously just doesn't impress me. Every time they step on the field, I'm like, oh yeah, Rutgers, they're a good team. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're a pretender. They're not a contender. They're um, not a top ten team. No. And and you saw, and that's you fine. saw you've been seeing it the past two weeks, and that's fine. That is fine. Now I think the other team that we saw a, a lot of hype came from when they beat Maryland, but Michigan's back to reality. Yeah, I think the real conversation there is is Penn State. Like, I think we'll get into it later when you look at the polls, but, like, Penn State, I, I, it's hard to say there's a favorite in the in the Big Ten because I think any of those teams between – and I shouldn't say any of those teams – between Penn State, Maryland, and Hopkins, I think either of those teams could beat each other on a given day. Um, but Penn State, like, took a step down. Michigan's a frisky team this year. Um, it was pretty much the um, Jack Frasione show. He fucking crushed it, sixty-five percent save percentage. I mean, Michigan is—it is—they are who they are. I think they're overachieving this year. But I think you know 
Penn State is the is the team that we're talking about out of the Big Ten. I'm just curious to see if they end up. They're probably in the in the tournament, in the NCAA tournament. If they make it out of the Big Ten or they make it to Final Four weekend and they have to match up against like one of the big three with Notre Dame, UVA, and Duke, yeah. like how do they perform? Yeah, I, I think Penn State. I think it's their comp. Again, I well, we saw them lose to Maryland, but they've been in tight games throughout. But sometimes those tight games are all you need to know how to win. And that's exactly. what I can't, I think Michigan's starting to realize like they're right there. If I'm on the staff at Michigan, I'm trying to find a goalie ASAP because what they're doing right now just isn't going to work in that conference. And they have a nice two-headed monster at the X, which you don't see very often anymore. So think things are going in the right direction. You know, they're five and six right now. Obviously it's not where you want to be at the end of the day but they get a chance to play our favorite team in Ohio State this weekend, and hopefully they can kind of get things going and maybe pull off an upset, build some momentum. But that was pretty much all that happened on Sunday. You know, shout out to Lehigh. They might be a dark horse out of the Patriot League. You never know. You never know with Lehigh. They're a good team. Patriot League's a one-bid league. One-bid league for sure. And – just kind of going in chronological order on Saturday. Denver playing two games in three days. That definitely showed. Uh, when I checked out that they were losing to St. John's at one point, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then you realize they, they, they play a tight game against Towson on Thursday afternoon. They've been on, I, I think they've been on the East Coast the, the whole week. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, for the Pios, they gear up to essentially end their season with Providence, who – I don't know what's going on with that team. I saw them earlier in the year. They couldn't catch and throw. And now they're going to the wall with Georgetown. They're going to the wire uh, with some of these other teams. So very interesting to see Providence. But they got mopped up by Nova this weekend. And, you know, I think most impressive team that got a lot of respect this weekend was Army going toe-to-toe with Cornell. But this is the first real team they've played in a long time, and they lost. Yeah, I think, I I think they get props. You know, they don't have the Patriot League's an interesting group. Like we talk about, they always beat up on each other. There's no like, there's never a team that's like, oh yeah, they're gonna dominate the Patriot League. Like every time one of those teams like gets into a conference game or just starts playing in the Patriot League tournament, they start like getting all you know, they they just like lose their cool and 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 there's an upset somewhere. So um, I think it's a, I think it was a good gut like gut check for Cornell or not Cornell for army. Um, but it's weird. It's like they come off of a one goal game against Colgate and then they come off of, and, and they show up against Cornell. I think it, I, I don't know what to think of the army, this army team. I think it's with, I think they're having a great year overachieving, but like I said, Patriot league's in one bid league. I'm curious to see what, who comes out of that, who comes out of that tournament. Yeah. And, and army, they want to play slow. They're, they're, it's not going to be a shootout when you play the Black Knights by any means. Um, no. So, so that's the, so that's going to be something to really take a look at. Then we move over to the ACC, where Duke and Virginia, Duke again, just they just know how to beat the Cavaliers in the regular season. A, a, a lot different game than the one we saw just a couple weeks ago. Obviously, O'Neal three points this time instead of nine. He shot the ball pretty shitty you know, 18%. But for Duke, this is what you needed because you had 
multiple dudes score. You had some defensemen get an assist. You had a variety of different guys getting multiple goals. They, they all shot decently well from, from the most part. But on the flip side now, Virginia, it's like if you run into this team again, can you beat them again? Like, can you, like, they, they can't get over the hump. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, it, it is, it's hard to beat a team twice. It is really hard to beat a team three times. Um, do I think it's doable? Yes. I think these games, these games are so close though. Like 16, 14, 15, 14. I know Duke was like kind of ahead. I think it was like 15, 11 or 15, 10 at one point. And yeah. then UVA had fought back um, to make it interesting. Um, but listen, I think, I think we're seeing, we're seeing these teams like mature and become who they really are. And we're, and you can see that UVA, like they have a bunch of, of scores and talent, but like, they don't always put it all together. And when they have to put it all together, you, you, you don't know if it's going to go up against the talent that Duke has and the chemistry that Duke has. And I think Duke, you know, we talk about how Duke plays an absurd amount of regular season games every year. They don't scrimmage in the fall. They don't scrimmage in the spring. They go straight into regular season games. And I think they, they by the end of the year, when we get into Aprils and Mays, they're just battle tested. They look good. They they figure out who their lineups are. They have chemistry with other guys, and now is when they just kind of like start rolling. Yeah, I, I, and a completely side note from this game, Duke with those blue helmets, that's got to be the standard. I blue helmets, white uniforms. I like the stripes on the side now. I, I thought they I thought they looked. I thought those uniforms popped. I everything that Duke does is so clean to me. I, I've always been a fan, um, even as a kid, rooting for Duke basketball. Like, I'm a Duke basketball fan. Everybody chastised me. I know. Disgusting. I get it. I'm I'm one of those guys, but I just I, I love Duke sports and like every I just they can't really go wrong with their uniform combo. I don't know. Yeah, they keep it simple, but back to the game, the uh I, I saw and this is a play that good teams just don't make. So, like, Noons was clearing under duress, can't get it over, or they're off sides. He just drops the ball, open net, dude picks it up, shoots from, like, you know, the midline and gets an easy goal. Take the delay game. Get back in the net. You're So, you're saying, like, so he, don't so put the ball Noons, down? So, he just put it down, like, immediately. Like, pretty much gave it to Duke. And the kid just ran by him and shot in the open net. Like, yo, I, I don't know how big of a delay a game that would be, but I would wait until a defenseman came over, like flip the like. You know, I'd rather take that than give up the open net and you lose by one. There's there's some gamesmanship to like the delay of game or turnovers, like putting the ball down and the ball down and how long you hold it and how much of a toss that you give it in one direction or the other. I think there's just like as you. As you just play the game more, you kind of figure it out. I mean, you're—I mean, you're above yeah. the box. And you're in a tough situation. I think, I think the move is probably to like do a little backpedal and be like, okay, okay, I still have the ball on my stick, and then everybody's like, hey, give up the ball, and then you just drop it, and then you're it. Or, or if, if it's like a second, fucking airmail to the other side. Well, yeah, that's—I mean, that's what you should have done, but like, that should be no. the go-to. But I'm curious to see how that that conference plays out. Uh, a little bit more rapid fire here. Towson versus Hampton. Way to go, Tigers. 20 to 1. That game got stopped at the start of the fourth quarter due to lightning. And just found this out. The CAA, it might come down to a tiebreaker here or there for that tournament. 
and the main one they use is goals against and like point differential, Towson could have hung another eight on there in that game. Wow, that's huge. So just something to look out for because, um, you know, obviously 20 to one just looks horrible on the score sheet. You see it in college football all the time, you know, when the Big Ten teams will play like Hawaii or Colorado State and it's like 56 nothing. Just something about 20 to one in lacrosse. You're like, all right, that, that's that's bad. Obviously, Hampton's, you know, getting used to Division One and whatnot, but something to look out for. Um, Penn taking on Harvard. I think that was the nail in Harvard season to finish them off. And, you know, this Penn offense, they're starting to score, you know, 14, 13, 16, 15 goals a game. They're starting to get going now. Maybe they can make a run at the Ivy League here. Something to definitely put in the back pocket. But another team that's just dead, I think, and right now is the epitome of you. They played their best lacrosse earlier in the year is Loyola. Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're dead. I mean, the, listen, I think when you it, like saying that they played their best lacrosse earlier in the year is like an understatement. Like they were like. They were an they were lights out. They were an anomaly. Yeah, I mean, they. It, it's just it's insane just how quickly things change where, you know, the one loss to Navy, one goal game, like kind of got beat up by BU, got doubled up against Army, got run out of the gym by Duke, and then, you know, lost by four to Rutgers. But outside of beating Maryland with the freshman backup goalie halfway through the game and beating Hopkins, you know, they've, they've beaten Towson by one, Lafayette by a couple, Bucknell by one, and, and to beat Holy Cross. I mean, this team could easily be like they're six and five. They they could be four and four and seven easily. Yeah, yeah. They they could they could that record quickly switches from above five hundred to below five hundred. I I I wish I remember what they were preseason. Let's let's find out. They what were, were they? I don't, were they right I, I don't I don't believe so. And I think those two okay. wins got them up to the top ten, and then they were around, and then they dropped, but. They play Georgetown on tomorrow, so Tuesday. That line right now is four. I think Georgetown might win by eight. See, I think I think it'll be a close game because Georgetown is Georgetown. I, I love them to death. My boys in DC. I, I forgot you went, forgot you, went, you went you went there for your master's program. Yeah, yeah. That's my uh my MBA. Another bad loss. Um Manhattan losing Siena. Bad loss. Can't have that. Yeah, I mean, Manhattan is on a bit of a skid right now. And I shouldn't say a skid because they, they come out, they beat VMI, they beat LAU, but they lose to Marist and they lose to Siena, two, you know, MAC opponents. Um, and Mount is kind of crushing it in the MAC right now. So if you're if you're Manhattan, I think you look yourself in the mirror offensively, what is going on? Like, it seems like the defense is obviously taking care of business. Offensively, like, I don't, I don't know what they need to do there, but they got to be doing something. They got to do something different. Yeah, you got to change it up, of course. But um, going back to the Ivy League, Yale beats Brown. Probably the best defensive game that Yale's played in almost a month. So, you know, they can kind of get things going there. That It just kind of makes the Ivy League a lot better because I know I had them going deep. I might have even picked them to win the national championship. Which I think you did. Looks, <laughs> looks horrible now. But I – 
I don't know what they'll have to do because, you know, Cornell's a good team and Cornell doubled them up and Princeton beat them by 13. Like when you say that, it's like, it was like 13 and then you lose to Penn by one. They lose to Penn State by two. So, you know, they, they get Albany this week and they end the year with Harvard. I think those are two wins. So they go to eight and four, head into the, you know, they, they, they'll go three and three in the conference. They'll get a spot in the in the dance for the Ivy League, which is kind of nuts. Um, and and they might be, you know, they, they, they'll draw Cornell first. I, I don't think they lose again by 13, but I don't think they can win. But that, that'll be in the preview. So just something to look out for. Yale, not confirmed back. Uh, Dartmouth, dead. Lose to Princeton by 10. I, I think this Princeton team as well, T. I know they had a little sh- a, a skid, you could say, from February 25th to March 18th. You know, they lost they lost four games in a row, so they didn't win for a month straight. But they get to play Harvard and Cornell to end the year. I think they go one and one. They make the Ivy League tournament. And they get a rematch probably with Penn, which they lost by one to. So they might be playing for an Ivy League championship as well. Yeah, I think the Ivy League's interesting. I mean, I think Cornell sits atop by itself. Right? Between Princeton, Penn, and Yale, I think those are all, like, could go either way games, as, we, as we've seen. Um, it, might be a two, it might be a two-bit league. No, no, no. The Ivy League is not a two-bit league. They haven't done well enough outside of their conference this year. I think it's either – it's only a two-bid league if Cornell, like, loses loses, loses in the championship by yeah. one to right. Penn or Princeton. Right, exactly. If, if, if Cornell doesn't lose, then it's a one-bid league. And if your team's across the country, you're watching the Ivy League and you're like, God damn, I hope Cornell runs the table. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of teams on Selection Sunday pulling for that Saturday slate being, like, a lot of big red fans. You need exactly. you want a lot of favorites, especially a year like this. Um, St. Joe's beats Hobart six in a row. You know Hobart came back, took the lead. Very interesting game. The A tens another conference where a lot of one goal, two goal wins. Um, Going to be interesting to see how this plays out down the stretch, especially with a team like Richmond and UMass and, and High Point. Uh, UMass was able to smack Bonnies around, and that kind of draws us to this weekend between St. Joe's and UMass. Last time these two teams played, almost 10 years ago, a little redhead from Philly, Pat Swanick, was on the team his freshman year. Hawks pulled an upset on a senior day. I'm not sure how uh, – it, it's an interesting matchup because – it's probably the most the best specialist in the conference go head to head now. Oh yeah, it'll be uh, it's it's the Drip King versus Zach Cole. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, yeah, and then UMass has a has a great goalie too. Yeah, they have a they. I think they have the best goalie in the conference. Uh, he's very good. Um, their defense is is strong. Um, I think this is kind of like a a two kind of like. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like two heavy hitters going at it with St. Joe's offense versus uh, versus UMass's defense. Um, definitely a great game. I'm I'm excited for it. 
So that'll be that'll be three thirty on Saturday. Um, now Utah beats Mercer. They've been hot right now, and to pretty much end end the week, you know, we see Hopkins kick the shit out of Ohio State. We love to see it. Just yeah, I, I love I, to see it. I'm really just sick of watching Ohio State play lacrosse. If they lose to Michigan, I mean, their season's going to be over no matter what. And, you know, a team like Delaware, they beat Stony Brook. Fairfield escapes Monmouth. That was a that was that was that was interesting to watch. We'll leave it at that. And you know the the final four games I had written down T was you know Richmond beat High Point by four to set them up to stay number two in the conference, and Bryant losing to Vermont kind of just shook up the American East a lot. Georgetown goes to overtime with Marquette. I don't know what Marquette's doing, and. We have a new fraud alert, the hype train, and it goes to Chapel Hill in North Carolina because what do you know? This team plays actual offenses now, and that defense sucks ass. They, they, it's it, it, it's not a surprise. I, I, I feel like I've been saying it just a little bit. Um, they play bad teams. Like they're like defensively, they're fine. I think they have. I think they've. I think they have a good defense. I think Syracuse is just a young team who's getting older by the day, getting more mature by the day. So, like, you see Spolina put up four points. Cole Kirsch puts up four points. You know, they're so balanced on offense. They've got a lot of, you know, heavy hitters um, that can that can, that can can score, that can that can light up the box score. So, I mean, I, I like watching Syracuse. I'm, I'm, they have a great goalie um, in Will Mark. I'm happy they got the win against North Carolina. It just keeps them alive. It continues to keep them alive. It makes the Virginia game interesting. It makes the Duke game interesting. It makes the like. It just. It just. I'm. I'm rooting for them just for a little bit more chaos. Now, do you think? Do you think college lacrosse is back to a place now where Hopkins is back, Hughes is back? Do you think that's good for the sport right now? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think. I think those two. Those two programs being back. Um, because of how much their what their brand and what their logos carry for for the sport, um, the the history with those two programs, I think it's great to see. But it's also just like great to see the diversity and like the parity around the sport as well. I think you're gonna see you're seeing new teams every year who are competitive. You're seeing more teams every year become more and more competitive. The Big Ten has really blossomed this year. I mean, they we know it's kind of like the AC Big Ten, but the Big Ten's really blossomed this year. Ivy League is kind of taking a step back after last year. Um, you got teams like Georgetown. Um, you got teams like Utah, Denver. Like they're all Villanova. Like they're all they're all flirting around, you know. So I think I think every I think the sport is in a great place, especially college across pinnacle of the sport. No two ways about it. Um, yeah, it's 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 um, it's looking like it'll be an exciting May to say the least. Well. I have a few other questions as that wraps up the recap for this week. Um, now, maybe next week we go into a little bit of awards and whatnot. But, T, I, I got a few just trivia questions for you here. Just kind of want to see okay. where your head's at. Oh, God. Um, do you know who leads the country in goals scored as a team this year? And goals scored as a team this year? Um, Duke? 
So no, that would be Utah. Ah, oh, really? They were they were the first team to hit over the two hundred goal mark. They're averaging sixteen point eight three goals a game. Jacksonville was right behind them at one hundred ninety nine. Duke's me. at one ninety eight, and Virginia's at one ninety six. Listen, the, the, oh God, hearing Utah and Jacksonville on top of the goals, the goals scored chart is like, give me a fucking break. So Jacksonville in their last in their last three games have scored 26, 22, and 22 again. That is so, not that is not a good representation of their offense and the team. I know. Like I, they, I you, get that. Unbelievable. Now now it, it's just funny because both those teams are in the A Sun, and then the next two teams are in the ACC. Then you have High Point out of the A ten, Q's Carolina out of the ACC, Delaware in the CAA, Bellarmine um, in the A-Sun as well. And then you get St. Joe's out of the A-10 and then Hopkins in the in the Big Ten. So it's it's very funny how, you know, the, there, there's kind of a variety in, in who's scoring what. But it is nuts that, you know, even, even – so they only have the top 30 goals for. And, you know, we have teams at 16, 15 – Virginia's at 17. Then you have a team in 30th, like Canisius, who they average just 10 goals a game. 10 goals, if you were just scoring 10 goals a game in Kyle's Lacrosse now, that like you're you're winning three games a year. Remember the Canisius overfund? Hey, it's at it's two games under 500. That's not good. Yeah, not great. <laughs> and um, we did the overfund because we thought they'd be scoring 17 goals a game. Well, they're two and twelve, and they listen. They they they, they had a tough outing at Wag versus Wagner, and you know Mount's good. So listen, that was a swing and a miss. I own up to it. I'm a man. Whatever. Um, sometimes you got to know when you're wrong, and, and I'll lead. I'll lead that charge here. Um, T, I, I want to see oh, not, not a little trivia here. Will anyone get a hundred points this year? Will anyone get a hundred points this year? Oh my gosh! So Kyler Plasted from Bellarmine is at sixty-six. Kurtz from Delaware is at sixty-five, and O'Neill's at sixty-five. CJ's at sixty-two, and Spolina's at sixty-one. Um, I, I have to I say no. I don't. I don't think there will be. I agree, just simply off the fact that. Bellarmine might have so they have two games left. They have they have Buck or they have Detroit Mercy and Jacksonville. Their Bucknell game got postponed. Then they have maybe the conference tournament one or two games. So five games this kid's got to average almost six five points a game, maybe. Yeah, I mean I, I think if it's anybody, it's going to be O'Neal because it's going to be O'Neal or CJ, and they'll be set up that way because they can, like, average five goals a game to six goals a game and come close. Like, they'll get into the high 90s. Um, but both of their both of the competition that they have coming up is going to be tough. Like, they, neither of them are – they're not playing, like, a Jacksonville or Utah well, schedule dude. the rest of the way. Well, Duke well, ends the year versus Merrimack. <laughs> yes, 
but I don't. That's a game that I could see O'Neal playing the first quarter. Right. So, I think you know, but they both get to ninety. I don't think either of them get to a hundred. If Duke plays Memorial Day, he'll have a hundred. No, that's not. That's not given. First round game. So he's got two more games. A game. A game and a quarter. We'll say a game and a quarter. Yes. First round game. Quarterfinals, semifinals, national championship. So he has to average five goals. He has to average five points. Five points. I, I don't think it's impossible, but to get, like, if he puts up five this weekend, he gets to seventy. It's gonna be. It's gonna be close. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be close. I think he can do. I, I think it's very possible. Yeah. But like, he's going against teams that just like have the book on him, and like. Like they just played Virginia for a second time and he only had three points. Like, and and we can see there are times where he just like doesn't show up. So I think it's I, I think it's either him, CJ, or nobody. I think it's likely him him if it's gonna be anyone. I don't think CJ makes it far enough, unfortunately. Okay. So that was my next question. Will we have anybody get fifty assists? Fifty assists. So Schellenberger's at 36. And then JP Ward from Delaware and Ryan Bell from Providence are at 35. I would say I would say Schellenberger gets the 50 assists. So Virginia's run, they excuse Lafayette and Notre Dame. Yeah. He's got he's gonna get 50 assists. You think he gets 60? I think he can definitely he can it's another thing of like how far they go. If they, I think for him, more, more like definitive, if he makes it to Memorial Day, he's got 60 assists. Okay. That's a 60 with a six. So, so, so when I was going through, like looking at just like some funny stats and whatnot, then when you go to saves, it's just hilarious that the top three teams are Holy Cross, VMI, and Wagner. 189 saves, 186, 183. Like, and then Will Marks at 182. Like, he is like the, the clear outlier in this entire thing. And it's like, if Cuse doesn't have him, they might have two wins. I mean, they, it is literally, it's funny that the people who have, who lead the country in saves, Dawson Friars is at 51%. He leads the country in saves. Adam Norris is 51%. He, he's the second from BMI. And then the third, is Danny Brady from Wagner. And it's literally, he's at 54%. It's literally only because these teams are getting absolutely shelled all tampered. <laughs> they're, they're, oh they're getting absolutely lit up. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was very interesting, especially, you know, the, ne- the next good team is Marcel at, you know, 152. He's 11th. And then you have Brown, um, Penn State, Duke, you know, obviously these teams keep going down and down, but it's like, do you want to be high on that list? Like, like, I mean, I don't think so. Like, I I think it depends. I think you're obviously saves and save percentage are are two completely different stats. Now, a little not trivia, but I I want to see is this more a little who what happens first? Which team gets their first win? UMass Lowell, Holy Cross, or St. John's? 
So just for the can record, you, can you hold on? Let me let me I look at the no, schedule. No, 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 don't look. I don't. I don't want you to look. I don't want you to look. So just for the record, right now, UMass they're they're, they're averaging eight goals a game, and their differential is is uh, minus seventy nine. Holy Cross is minus eighty nine, averaging four and a half goals a game, and St. John's is averaging eight point nine goals a game, minus seventy nine. Holy uh, Cross, right. so I am not you, looking you, at the schedule right now. I am not looking right. at the schedule. And none of those teams have a win? So none of them have a win. You, um, UMass, UMass Lowell, hasn't, they've only scored 89 goals this year. St. Bonnie scored nine again. So some of these teams haven't scored 100 goals yet this year, which is, again, tough. You hate to see it. Without looking but, at the schedule, I'm going to say St. John's gets the win, but I don't know who they play. <laughs> Okay. They definitely I think St. John's is the most competitive team out of those three. So St. John's plays Georgetown and Providence. Okay, so they have a shot against Providence. But we're lucky because we have the toilet bowl. UMass Lowell plays Holy Cross. Yes! So one of these teams is getting a win, and that locker room is going to be fucking electric. You think it <laughs> – are you sure? I mean, I've Dude, never been in that situation. Fir- your first win. Yeah, but like it's your first win when you're when you haven't won a game all season. Like, is that like Dude, it, it's it, something it, to get it, hype about? Like, or is it like, ah, oh, fuck me? It doesn't matter because a win is a win. All right. I mean, and I, and I, I have an off the record story. Let's just say somebody that you know he, he's a good player, transferred to a a better program, and they were like, "Do you regret going to that lesser program?" And he's like, no, he's like, those are all my boys, but it's really nice winning games. <laughs> winning I mean, solves a lot of issues. Of course it does, but it's we're not talking about like a team in the middle of the season going on a winning streak. We're talking okay, about two Tate, teams that are 0-12 and, and trying to win Tate, one game when, at the end of the year. When we, when we were getting recruited, the Hawks didn't win a fucking game at one point. Do you remember how hype that lot? Kyle Brun was like, this is awesome. Like, this doesn't happen often here. Like, dude, this this UMass Lowell team, they went 2-11 last year. They won their last game of the year. They've won two games. They went 1-8 in 21. 2020, they were 3-4. They were building something special that year. And then 5-9, and like, like, I don't know what has happened. I understand. They were 8-8 eight eight at one point. Yeah, wow. You guys wow. It was loud. So, again, I don't know. Maybe it's the funding. Maybe it's, you know, it, it's tough. But new coach. NC, new coach, that that's tough. That's tough. I mean, coming that's off tough for coach. 2-11 and 11 to go 0-10, staring at 0-13. And and I'm taking holy cheeks <laughs> in the matchup of in the toilet bowl. For the record, and I'm thinking St. John's also wins against Providence. So Lau will be the only team defeated this year. Watch out for the River Hawks. All right, the River Hawks of UMass Lau. That that's a tough all right. What are, we, what are we what are we doing here? Where, what 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 are we going? Okay. Where's, what's next? I'm just saying. But now that was that was you know which team gets a win first. Now I just want to say just a little bit of a now as we head to the top twenty. I do have just a little, a little, 
for the polls, but I just want to do a, just a little blind resume. Blind resume. All right, let's hear it. You know, this, this is always a staple on Cowherd's show. I'm, I haven't been on there yet, but, you know, I hope to get on there one day. Where Shane was so, right. T- team number one, if you want to jot this down. Team number one. Okay, hold on. Let me get my Sharpie out. All right. Which team would you ra- which team would you rather be today? What so all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the what's the context? So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you their their the best teams they've played, wins and losses, and then what they've done over like the last couple games. And then what am I answering? Which what like what team should I be? Which, which team, team would is better? Which, which team which team do you think which team do you think is better? Okay, which team do I think is better? Okay. All right. So team number one. Okay. And both these teams are in the top twenty for reference. Okay. Team number one has lost to Denver. Okay. Has beaten Marquette. Lost to Vermont, Hopkins, and Rutgers. So those okay. are pretty. They've beaten Jacksonville. Okay. And they've 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 won pretty much every other game they played, and they've won seven in a row. Okay. Team number two. They've lost to Nova, Hopkins, and Michigan. Okay. And their best win at this point in time might be beating Hofstra and Stony Brook and Mount St. Mary's. And they've won four in a row. Mount Four in a row. All right, this is a this is a good one. All right, so team one has some. Team one has both, and let me add this. Okay, both teams undefeated in their conference. Both teams undefeated in their conference. Um, can I take a guess? No, I yes. can't. I don't think I can. Okay, I'm gonna say. Team, no, no, that's wrong. Never mind. Never mind. I thought they were, uh, never mind. Now, but, but let me, let me say this though. T- one, they have three guys over 38 points or more. Team two, they have a guy at 65 points, 59 points, and their next highest is 28. I'm going to take, I think team two is better. And I think it's going to be based off consistency. You lose to Nova. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that was like an earlier game in the year. Nova's a good team. Hopkins is a good loss, and Michigan is a good loss. Those are three good losses. They're wins, not good wins per se. They're not like like high RPI wins, but I feel like they're a team that was probably expected to beat those teams and ended up beating those teams. Okay. So take team two. So team one was Utah. Okay. And team two is Delaware. Yep. See, look at that. Now T nailed it. What I'm worried about with with Utah is, you know, if they lose to Jacksonville, they're not even in this position right now. But they lost to Rutgers by four, Hopkins by four, Vermont by one, and Denver by eight. So I'm like, okay, you know, we, yo, and those are all early in the year. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Delaware, and you have, the, you know, Ty Kurtz and J.P. Ward, obviously are your two best players. Dude, who – who have you beat, though? Listen, 
I think, and and I think I, I don't want to lump, but I, I'm going to compare it just because we I know the team better than probably the best, like St. Joe's. If I did blind resume between those two, it's like yo, who have these teams beat? Yeah. So, so the deal is, in my opinion, the CAA is not as strong a conference as it once was. So their yeah. conference wins, like you go up against Hampton, you go against Stony Brook, you go against Hofstra, like Monmouth, Monmouth, like Fairfield, Fairfield, like not these teams aren't what they once were. So they're just like kind of cruising. Um, their loss to Villanova earlier in the year by one. The Michigan loss is a letdown, but it looks better every day, knowing how good Michigan is comp- doing competing against Big Ten. And then those are Hopkins by two, which is a game that Hopkins probably was, was expecting to like kind of run the table on. If I'm Delaware, or if I'm a team facing Delaware, like the, I think Delaware kind of easily runs away with the CAA tournament. I think if you're matching up against Delaware – you probably feel pretty good, but you don't want to. You don't want to take them lightly. Now, I think last year, especially what we saw in the first round of the tournament with Richmond almost pulling an upset, Delaware pulled an upset, St. Joe's almost pulled an upset. Like, I, I don't think that happens this year. Like, I don't think the mid majors have the type of impact that they have had previously, especially last year. Like even like when Bryant went up to Cuse and, and pulled that off, and again that's almost ten years ago, but still, like that Delaware schedule, it's like, all right, like yeah, you're beating the teams you're supposed to, but can you get like can you pull off that upset? Well, interestingly enough, if you look at Delaware from last year, it's a similar schedule. Like they lose to Duke, they lose to Michigan, they lose to Nova. They lose to UMass and Hofstra, but they go on a run. They make that the they make that city tournament after winning the conference. Um, and like I think, I think what catches teams off guard in the first round is physicality. If you can take it to a team that's not expecting it, and you just punch them right in the mouth, and I know it's cliche, but it's hundred percent true. If you're gonna come out and like out physical these teams, like. It, it, the willpower comes into question, and that's when you really see, you know, if they want to be there or not. I think it all comes down to the matchups, though. If a team can be physical or is going to be more physical than their matchup, just on paper, you see what happens. But if not, I don't know. No, I, I agree. I, I just thought that was a nice little a little demo. You know, we're oh. gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick two teams next week. I like that. I like that. It, it, it's interesting, man, because. Looking at the top 20 now, and I think this will change with Georgetown Loyola playing, even though Loyola is no longer ranked. They've dropped out for the first time in a while. This top 20 for me is, I think the top six, the top 10, I would say as a whole, is perfect. Notre Dame Um, beat down Duke. Duke, unfortunately, hasn't played. I really wish, man. Maryland would have played these would have played Duke this year. Yeah, I mean that's something that's honestly something we might see like come quarterfinals based on how the brackets shake out. Like if Maryland like, right yeah. now we don't see Maryland getting an at a uh winning the Big 10 but we see them getting an at large bid and they could be on the same side as Duke. They haven't been on, yeah, Terps haven't played on the road in the first round in a while. Yeah. 
Exactly. So that that might be something to look at. But, you know, Notre Dame beats Duke. Duke beats Virginia. Virginia can't beat Duke, but they beat Notre Dame. But Notre Dame kind of really lucked out having a bye week this week. But it does come back to haunt them. They play Cinco de Mayo weekend um, against UNC when most of these other teams are going to be off or playing yep. for a conference championship. So to each his own. Penn State at five. They did beat Cornell, so I, I give them the nod there. It's been a while. Um, and then, yeah, dude, I think Hopkins can play with any of these teams. I, You know, Army drops, which I think is only fair. And Georgetown has earned their right. They've won seven in a row. Denver at 10. They probably beat St. John's if they don't play Towson on Thursday by a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I – think- I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Top 10 looks real good. It's 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 ordered the way it should be. Um, I think, honestly, you look at it like the top the, – the, it's the top 15 are, are all good too. Once you get – like, let's go to – let's go 10 through 15. You got Denver rightfully over Rutgers after they just lost to uh, – lost to Maryland. Yep. Um, Syracuse is up and coming, but they still have bad losses. Like, and, and they haven't really beaten the teams that – like, the teams on their conference – but they're just they're chipping away. They're coming. They're coming. Um, yeah. Villanova is Villanova. They've they're nine and three. They've won games they should have. They won games they shouldn't have. Like they are where they are. Um, the only teams that like you maybe flip are Penn and North Carolina. But I think Penn is five and five, and North Carolina is seven and five. Like, yeah, I I, I, pers- I personally think I think UNC is gonna get. They play Notre Dame. They're going to lose that game again. And then they mm-hmm. play Notre Dame again. So they play Notre Dame back-to-back, which that kind of sucks. Because Notre, or UNC, Notre Dame's in at this point. I don't think UNC is a lock in yet. Because their wins right now are Hopkins, Cuse. They, they're going to split with Cuse. They beat Brown. They beat High Point. But they've lost to Cuse, Virginia, Duke, Denver, and Ohio State. So they're kind of like Duke last year. Like if they beat Notre Dame back to back, they're in for sure. If yep. they go 0 and 2, they're out. Hey, you're saying if they beat Notre Dame back to back, I don't I don't think that's even possible. Um I don't Duke, I don't know Duke, if just, Duke, pretty, Duke pretty much just Duke just did it to Virginia twice in 3 weeks. This would be in 3 weeks cuz there's a week We're talking about a gap that is Way, way, way different. Right, 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 right. No, I get that. But what I'm, but what I'm saying though is like, I don't think that. I think UNC. I think it, I think that loss to Cuse was like, I think their season's done. Uh, in my in my honest opinion. North Carolina, you're saying? Yeah, I think UNC hasn't beaten. They haven't. They haven't earned a huge win. Like, yeah, you like these teams that are so good, and they beat the ones they're supposed to. Like, yeah, but like. Splitting with Syracuse hurts. Like they're not going to split with Notre Dame. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. Um, I think. And, I, and mean, a te- I think. But a team like Houston. Cuse, though. Even Cuse. You know, you lose to Maryland, Carolina, Duke, Hopkins, and you beat, and you lose to Notre Dame, but you've beaten Princeton and North Carolina. If somehow Cuse beats Virginia this weekend, and then Duke, I I'd rather see Cuse in than than UNC. I think I think if Cuse can beat one of Virginia and Duke, 
I think they deserve. They have a very, very, very good argument to be in the t- in the tournament. Now, just switching back to Nova when we were going through that, like they beat Penn State, which is kind of wild to think. Lose to Yale, beat Delaware, beat Penn, lose to Brown, lose to Denver. They play Marquette, who we just saw take Georgetown to the wire, and now Nova ends their year with Georgetown. And that might be a situation where you play Georgetown that Saturday and then you're going to play them again the next Saturday in the Big East Championship. Yeah, I think, again, not a surprise, but Big East is another one-bid league. Um, And if I'm Villanova, I, like, I don't – I don't if I'm Villanova's coach, Corrado, I'm like, what what team do I have right now? Do I have the team that beat Penn, the team that beat Delaware, the team that beat Penn State, or do I have the team that didn't show up against Denver and didn't show up against Brown? Like it, it, it's just the inconsistencies for me. They're not playing well at the right time. Like Georgetown yeah. is playing well at the right time. Um, Denver is playing well at the right time. Villanova's not. Yeah, I think, honestly, in the Big East, like, it it wouldn't shock me if it's Georgetown 1, Nova 2, Denver 3, Marquette 4. Marquette somehow takes Georgetown to the wire again. Denver just clamps down on Nova, and it's Denver-Georgetown the championship. Yeah, I mean, I think think that's very likely. I Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. But then I know you said, you know, the top 15 is pretty solid. The 16 to 20 is. Listen, I, I don't know what the deal is with the A, the A son, but how can you tell, like having two teams from the A son in the top 20 is, is not okay. It's just not okay. Like they play. A, like a borderline like division two division three schedule like the teams that they play at the bottom of the barrel are scrimmages for some of the best yeah. teams in the country like ja- jacksonville is the only team that is that is winning well that is them and delaware technically they're the only two teams that are winning and dropping out of, at like lower in the top 20 yeah and that says it all utah is utah is like hanging its its hat on a win against Jacksonville <laughs> and Jacksonville is hanging its hat on a win against Duke in February. Like, like yeah. one of those teams is allowed to be in the top 20. And if you're going to do the logic of, you know, this team beat that team, they can't be above them. Then Utah is 20 and Jacksonville is out. Yeah. And even like, again, Delaware at 17, like, okay, like, you know, I, I did, I can justify that, but this is where I start to just lose respect. It's like, Yes, Michigan has played a tough schedule. I get that. But you have a losing record. Like you can't be in the top 20 with a losing record. It's it's really it's really weird. I I don't like that either. I think this I think this proves that a top 25 would be better. But when I look at this, like I, this is what I'm thinking. Delaware moves above Jacks. It should be Delaware at 16. Uh, like I th- I think you can replace Jacksonville, Michigan, and Utah with UMass, Lehigh, St. Joe's, BU, Princeton, 
Like those teams have a better like you you look at those teams and they're like, oh, those are top flight teams. Well, with the what, what I don't get is looking at like that logic again. I'm not just gonna be here being like, oh, well, my college should be in the top twenty. But like St. Joe's losses are to the number one, number two team in the country, the number seven team in the country, the number like fifteen team in the country, and a bad loss to Drexel. Other than that, like What's so different with them, Jacksonville, Utah, and like, like that's what that's what I don't understand is like if you look at these teams because when I look at the bottom of, of the rankings, like you said, like Yale six and four, like okay, at least they have a winning record, but like BU, Princeton, Ohio State, St. Joe's, UMass, like like St. Joe's and UMass, if they if the two of them go play Jacksonville and Utah in a round robin, four now, yeah. Like, I just we're like we're like value, and this is a great parlay to it. If we want to talk about it, is Terry Foy's bracketology, and the only what's what segment over to that? What's what's head over to that now? The only thing that I disliked about his first like first shot at this is how do you put how are you valuing the A10 over? The ASUN over the A10. I don't understand that. How about the American East? I mean, I the American East is is a little different. Like the American East has Bryant, Binghamton, Albany. Um, I'm blanking. Um, Bryant, uh, Vermont. Like Vermont's the team I wasn't thinking about. Like those are like those are like that's a solid core conference. Um, and you look at the A the A10. You have the best teams from previous conferences in that in that conference. You have High Point, who is from the A Sun, who had dominated that conference for the past couple of years. You have UMass, who's a who's been a good team in the CAA for the past couple of years. You have St. Joe's, who just won the NEC tournament, and have, we have been in the conference championship six times. You, and then you have um, Richmond, Richmond, who has who's, won, who's won, won that conference, won that conference, and they left. Like, how could you value the A-Sun over the A-10 when the best teams from the A-Sun had just left? If you put High Point and Richmond back in the A-Sun, Jacksonville and Utah, Utah is losing both of those games, and so is Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, the the, the A-Sun is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 teams. And again, which we're is, also – Which is too also, big, which is, which is too big to even and, discuss. And like, we we need we need to get a there needs to be like a Mountain West conference like Utah and Denver and Air Force and Notre Dame not Notre Dame but like Marquette like they should all be in their own conference. Yeah, I mean even again even the A10 like yeah you know, there's six teams in it and Bonnie's is the true outlier at one and eleven, but yeah. Hobart's five and six, and all the other teams have a winning record. So mathematically, the fucking A Sun you have Queens Detroit Mercy. Lindenwood, Mercer, and Cleveland State all have losing records. Like we and talked about have, this, we talked about this in the beginning of the year. Like you can't just you can't just look at the top of the conferences. You have to look at the bottom. Like right. Like if you're gonna like if, if Saint, you're like ranked, if, Saint got, if Saint Joe's got to play Lindenwood, Detroit, Mercy, Queens, Cleveland State, Mercer, and Robert Morris again. Like okay, one, two, three. That's six wins. Yeah, like it, it's not even a conversation. Like I, 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 it. We already don't like this guy, but like it just, it's, it's worse. It's, it's like how, what, what are you well, thinking? Well, well, what's for those who haven't seen it, and again, this is going to change strictly off of 
And they, they use the RPI, and again, this is where some teams get fucked. But this is why fucking math, like, look at the eye test. Record against teams ranked 1 through 5, 6 through 10, 11 through 15, 16, 20, and 21 plus. Average RPI win and then average RPI loss. Like, Jacksonville getting this right now because they beat Duke two months ago is a fucking joke. Like, it is such a joke. Like, so, get me so right, fuck out. So right now the, the current bracket is going to be St. Joe's versus Manhattan in the playing game. Winner takes on Notre Dame. Okay, like, sick. I'm not going to South Bend. It'd be awesome to go, but I don't think we'll have the same outcome as we did last year <laughs> against Yale. With that being said, first problem: Mac versus A Sun. That is what the that's what it is. You can say Mac A Sun, Mac America East. Um, not being not being a dick. Mac CAA also right now. Oh, I, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. You can make an argument for Mac versus CAA. Those that is your playing game, and if you and it most importantly, it's it's Mac and A Sun. Don't even fucking go there with the A ten. Just don't. Right. So then, the eight nine matchup would be Rutgers Yale. I, I this matchup, whoever wins that runs into a buzzsaw in Notre Dame. So, you know, you get another week as your team. Then you have Penn State taking on Utah in the five twelve matchup, which I personally would switch with St. Joe's. And it also makes let's why don't we look at this from a travel standpoint? Utah to Notre Dame, Penn State, Philadelphia to Penn State. Yeah, I I, I mean this is this guy's I'm telling you, we just this guy's dumb as rocks. Like I don't like I just didn't right. just so, didn't think about it at all. Penn State blows out Utah. Blows out Utah. Not even close. So so then we get Maryland versus Army in the 4 versus 13, which I don't know if Army's a lock to win the Patriot League, to be honest. I think they – I I, I don't think they're a lock because it's hard to give anybody a lock in the Patriot League, but I think – if Army is going up against Maryland and, the, and that's what the Patriot League matchup is against Maryland, that sucks if you're Maryland. Well, luck, well, well, luckily, we get BU versus Army last week of the year. So that's a, so that so that'll be a night. That's gonna that, that will be the that that's a huge game. Then you get Duke versus Bryant, and again, Mike Pressler ain't walking through that door. So I don't think this is the same Duke team or no same Bryant team that went and put, shot the world couple years ago no now and you get hop hopkins kind of gets fucked here uh, and Georgia. why do they get fucked shane because i think hopkins has had a way and again this will change if hopkins beats maryland this weekend you switch those two teams immediately well yes absolutely i, th- I think this is this is very it's very like up in the air there's a lot of matchups that still have to happen that will change um but the reason Hopkins is fucked is because they have to go against Georgetown in the first round. And you didn't want to say that, but you're saying it. And that just I, – I, I, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You're right. I didn't say it. Those words never came out of my mouth. Yeah, also, that's what you were thinking. I, I, have, I have one point left in the chamber. But Cornell taking on Carolina, I don't think, I don't think Carolina is going to be in that either. And Cornell at the seventh seed is wild. But, again, the, the teams in front of them are phenomenal. And then Delaware – plays UBA 
I wouldn't be shocked if Delaware did it again. Uh, against UVA, yes. Because that, that, Ty that, Kurtz that. is the best shooter in the country, and I think he would have a field day against Nunes. Dude, Nunes is, Nunes is way better than he was earlier in the year. He's gotten a lot better. Um, I think that's a that's a, definitely an upset possibility. Um, I'm just like re, I'm just reordering all of this. My my gripes are obviously the the playing game makes no fucking sense. Um, Yale has to do a lot to get in that large bid. Like they have to do a lot. Like you're telling me that right now the, the yeah. 19th ranked team in the country is getting an at large bid over 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 a team like Cuse over a team. Now this did come out prior to the weekend. Absolutely, yes, yes. That we should say that. But so it, with that being okay. said, Yale is five would be would have been five and four on Friday. Yeah, I I also do think that the and the one I had loaded in the chamber here to to kind of wrap this episode up. I just don't like, and I know March Madness has talked about this too. If you win your conference, you shouldn't have to be in the play-in. Oh, it, that's that's. That is a real – it's it's more uh, – it's not even that more applicable. That is questionable. Very questionable. I do not – You that. you won your conference. You should be in the first – you should you shouldn't have to play into the fucking tournament. I don't think we need a play-in game. For, I don't think we need a play-in game for, the, for college across. I don't think I, I we, we can – I think we can just get rid of an at-large. I, I Yeah, I think we can we, – we just need to get rid of an at-large and – so essentially what needs to happen, the ACC needs to get another team so that we can have an ACC tournament again and they can have an AQ. So that gives one team an automatic yeah. qualifier that gives puts more teams in the at-large pool that aren't just like jockeying because of like status. Um, and then you throw one more at-large in and you throw both of the playing teams in the tournament. Yeah, or I like that make- more than the more than it just flat out being like, oh yeah, the playing game is not going to include a conference, uh, two, two two conference winners. If there needs to be a playing game, you can't put who who are the bottom two in this Yale and North Carolina. Yeah, make those two make those two teams play over who over like Yale, North Carolina over Manhattan. Okay, but Manhattan or, or Utah. It- but Manhattan did what they had to do. They won their conference. Like again, no, I, I understand. I, I understand that like there's different fucking tiers to the shit. But like, there's levels. Manhattan, to this shit. Manhattan, <laughs> Manhattan did what did their job. Won the conference. Earned a right to compete in the NCAA tournament. North Carolina, like you. Like they're not going to win their. I, I think you should be rewarded for winning your conference to a degree. And if you don't like it, go to another conference. Then. Yeah. Also, like for what it's worth, and I'll, I'll this will be my last thought. I agree with. I agree that we just should not have a playing game. They should just all be in the tournament. And yes, through my eyes, the 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 first game on Wednesday, that's the NCAA tournament. Like I, I'm not taking anything away from the loser of the of the playing game that they're not dancing like. They're in the tournament. Like this is this is part of the tournament. Also, the playing game is part of the tournament. Also, the playing game just gets so fucked that you have to play Wednesday. Like you just played two games in three days. Now you play Wednesday, and then you got to go play Saturday on the road. Yeah. Definitely. So, 
that's episode 14. Um, last week, we just didn't do picks. We had to take a week off, reset the accounts. You know, tax day was here, T, so we had to, we had to line all this up. Tax but, day is tomorrow. Well, this comes out today. <laughs> or tomorrow. Tomorrow. But um, picks will be out later this week. Very quick episode, 15 minutes max. All right, 20. Um, maybe we do it. Maybe we try the Twitter space. Yeah, but if no one comes, then that should be depressing. I still like that idea. I still like doing right. the Twitter space or doing it through Twitter or something else. All right. All right. Maybe the Twitter space. Um, that'll wrap up episode 14. T, always a pleasure. And send us off as always. Cheers.